Section 108 of Word Portraits of Famous Writers. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Michael Fascio. Word Portraits of Famous Writers. Edited by Mabel E. Lawton. Anthony Trollope. 1815-1882. From a Personal Friend. I remember a man hitting off a very good description of Trollope's manner by remarking that he came in at the door like a frantic windmill. The bell would peal, the knocker begin thundering, the door be burst open, and the next minute the house be filled by the big resonant voice inquiring who was at home. I should say he had naturally a sweet voice, which, through eagerness, he had spoilt by hollowing. He was a big man and the most noticeable thing about his dress was his black handkerchief, which he wore tied twice round his neck. A trick of his was to put the end of a silk pocket handkerchief in his mouth, and to keep gnawing at it, often biting it into holes in the excess of his energy, and a favorite attitude was to stand with his thumbs tucked into the armholes of his waistcoat. He was a full-colored man, and joking and playful when at his ease. Unless with his intimates, he rarely laughed, but he had a funny way of putting things, and was usually voted good company. From a personal friend. Trollope said his height was five feet ten, but most people would have thought him taller. He was a stout man, large of limb, and always held himself upright without effort. His manner was bluff, hearty, and genial, and he possessed to the full the great charm of giving his undivided attention to the matter in hand. He was always enthusiastic and energetic in whatever he did. He was of an eager disposition, and doing nothing was a pain to him. In early manhood he became bald. In his later life his full and bushy beard naturally grew to be gray. He had thick eyebrows, and his open nostrils gave a look of determination to his strong, capable face. His eyes were grayish-blue, but he was rarely seen without spectacles though of late years he used to take them off whenever he was reading. From a boy he had always been short-sighted. From a personal friend. Standing with his back to the fire, with his hands clasped behind him and his feet planted somewhat apart, the appearance of Anthony Trollope, as I recall him now, was that of a thorough Englishman in a thoroughly English attitude. He was then, perhaps, nearing sixty, and had far more the look of a country gentleman than of a man of letters. Tall, broad-shouldered, and dressed in a careless, though not slovenly, fashion, it seemed more fitting that he should break into a vivid description of the latest run with the hounds than launch into book-talk. Either subject, however, and for the matter of that I might add any subject, was attacked by him with equal energy. In writing of the man, this, indeed, is the chief impression I recall, his energy, his thoroughness. While he talked to me, I and my interests might have been the only things for which he cared, and any passing topic of conversation was, for the moment, the one and absorbing topic in the world. Being short-sighted, he had a habit of peering through his glasses, which contracted his brows and gave him the appearance of a perpetual frown, and, indeed, his expression when in repose was decidedly severe. This, however, vanished when he spoke. He talked well and had generally a great deal to say, but his talk was disjointed, and he but rarely laughed. In manner he was brusque, 
and one of his most striking peculiarities was his voice, which was of an extraordinarily large compass. 1873 End of section 108